Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 4, Episode 10, titled Operation Beifong. This is yet another phenomenal episode. It's such an amazing, self-contained narrative that, much like the last episode we discussed, works so perfectly on its own merits, while at the same time masterfully setting up what is to come in these last three episodes of the series, which... We'll get to that! (laughs) We'll get to what all that stuff is later on. We're just gonna... Just gonna put that aside for now. I love everything about this episode. It's so freaking good. Uh, I especially love the arc the Beifong family as a whole goes through in this season. Because throughout this entire... Or goes through in this episode, rather. The entire series, the Beifong family has sort of been marred with familial disputes. Uh, Lin's been mad at her mother. Uh, Lin's been mad at Su Yin. Uh, There's been, like, a bunch of infighting between mothers and daughters, daughters and mothers, sisters, uh, aunts and nieces, etc., etc., etc. The Beifongs are a very dysfunctional family in this show. And this episode sort of provided that last little piece of healing, sort of provided that last major step towards the Beifong family being at true peace with one another. Uh, we got a big portion of that with Lin and Su Yin back in Season 3. Uh, and we have arguably an even more impress- impressive version of that uh, between Lin and Toph, as Toph teams up with Lin and Opal and Bolin and... We're trying to rescue the other Beifongs, and they have all this banter, and they have all of this inner strife between them. I especially love that one dinner sequence, where Bolin's talking to Toph, and Lin's just sulking off in the corner, muttering to herself. And just Bolin is just stoking the flames unintentionally, making it worse. Bolin at one point asks who Lin's dad is, and Lin just looks back at him with the most furious look. Like, she just could not resent that question more. And then, 
Lin and Toph get into this huge clash where Toph tries to justify herself. Toph tries to just sort of wave all the troubles off. And Lin's just like, hey, no, screw you. I'm holding you accountable for all this. Uh, I grew up without a dad. Uh, You ridiculed me a lot. You left. Like, there's a lot of stuff there that you're just sort of ignoring. And Lin just flat out says, like, I don't want to see you ever again after we rescue Sue. We're done. And Toph's like, yeah, sure, okay. And then we get to our ending where Lin and Toph sort of reach an understanding, sort of start to see eye to eye. And now everything's good. Uh, any any other relationships that Lynn has fractured? No, we're good. We're good on that front. And this story, like, it's so freaking fun. Like, what a fun backdrop to this very intense, very profound healing arc for the Beifong family. Like, it's literally just... We need to save these people. Also, there's a big spirit weapon being tested. And holy crap. And by the way, we see this weapon test with Batard Jr. And everything's like about to blow up. And Batar's sort of messing around with broken parts. And he's like, hey, we need to investigate every piece of this. And Julie is telling Kuvira... Like, oh, it's a big weapon. There's a, there's a lot of bugs to work out. And then there's, like, the brilliant reveal where Toph just flat out says, as they're sort of hiding, she's lying. So Julie... Okay, in the midst of all this, we get the reveal that Julie left Varric not because she was fed up with him, not because he's an asshole, but because she wanted to slow down Kuvira's progress on the Spirit Vine weapon. She stayed with Kuvira. She... Stayed with Kuvira and removed herself from Varric specifically to delay progress on the Spirit Vine weapon. Now, let's be clear it's not to say that Varric's not an asshole. I'm just saying. <laughs> the primary goal Varric being a dick might have been a secondary goal, but the primary goal stop that Spirit weapon. And it's such a brilliantly done reveal. Like, Toph says she's lying, and Bolin's face just lights up. Like, it's... Uh, it's so good. Uh, and then we get this cavern rescue. Where... Lin goes up to this suspended cage. And she's swinging all the Beifongs over via her cables. And Bolin has to catch all of them. Uh, it's this really tense moment, this really tense sequence that sort of 
pierced by these really good comedic moments of Bolin being an idiot trying to catch these Beifongs. One of them just, like, pats him on the cheek, like, eh, good job, thank you for doing this. Like, what? <laughs> it's weird, it's really weird. Uh, Sue's husband is just really scared and screaming, and so we get this weirdo sequence where he sort of calls in accidentally like a big mech, and this mech starts fighting the Beifongs, and they barely get away before the flamethrower just envelops this cage. And they all escape, but... Not before Opal witnesses Julie getting captured and being brought into the town that they're planning on destroying to test this weapon. So all the Beifongs emerge, and Bolin's like, wait a minute, Julie is in that town, we have to save her. Like, you said she was lying, she's sabotaging this thing, Julie doesn't make mistakes. So Bolin and Opal go to save Julie, while the Beifongs are fighting Kuvira and trying to neutralize this weapon, and what we get is, is this really amazing very well-crafted action sequence. Uh, Sue and Kuvira fighting on top of the cannon in the most badass way possible. Uh, Lin fighting all these mechs, fighting all Kuvira's soldiers, and then, like, just when everyone gets cornered, Toph shows up and levels everything, because even in her old age, she's still the greatest earthbender in the world, apparently. Also, when we see that spirit weapon fire for the first time, oh my god. <laughs> what the hell? That is just so much raw power. It is insane. Like, they puncture a hole in a freaking mountain. Like, it's just this huge, intimidating, pure, destructive power. And it's truly remarkable to witness, quite frankly. So, Julie's rescued. The Beifongs have gotten away. Kuvira's Fully humiliated. Uh, we'll come back to how this wraps up in a minute, but I want to, very quickly before we discuss this ending, uh, talk about Korra's subplot in this episode. So, Varric and Asami present their wingsuit to President Raiko, which does not contain a spirit vine weapon, and Raiko's not happy about that because he wanted spirit vine weapons, damn it, and Varric is in a very unveric move, maintaining his stance of like, look, I'm telling you what I told Kuvira, those weapons are too dangerous to use. And Korra offers like, well, not gonna collect spirit vines, but maybe I can convince some spirits to help us. 
Also, Prince Wu, in a very un-Prince Wu move, makes the very mature decision to evacuate the city so that no one gets hurt when Kuvira eventually attacks. Like, Prince Wu comes up with this idea, and Raiko's actually, like, genuinely shocked. Like, that's actually a good idea. Um, I, I guess we should do that? Huh. Weird. That's... That's bizarre. Well then. And also I love... <laughs> I love how Prince Wu emerges from that meeting and is like, Yeah, I only did that so Korra would date me. <laughs> Everyone does everything for the ladies. <laughs> like he's shown genuine maturity genuine growth and then ruined it all immediately <laughs> Mako even comments on this like you gotta ruin it <laughs> oh and I also love the sequence where Korra she goes into the spirit wilds all the spirits leave she goes into the spirit worlds pleads with them to help and then the spirits are flat out like nope Nope, we're not helping you. We are not fighting a human war. It's almost this reminder that even though spirits and humans are living side by side, they have very different interests. Radically so. And Korra's position as the Great Bridge... Not... Not all-reaching. Not all-encompassing. Sometimes the spirits are just going to do their own thing. So now, officially on our own. 100% on our own in Republic City. It's just humans versus humans with spirit powers. Woo! Fair fight! Clearly. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, but we get our ending. Cut back to Bolin and the Beifongs. They all say their goodbyes. Toph admits that she's getting old and is just frail and in pain. I love the line of, Don't tell Korra, but my back is killing me. <laughs> this is why you didn't see Katara get involved in all that Civil War nonsense. At a certain point, you just gotta leave it to the kids. <laughs> like, she just flat out, she's just flat out confirming that she's too old to care. It's like, just, yeah, you fight Kavira. See what happens. I'm just going to be over here. <laughs> and then, as Toph leaves, Julie reveals that Kuvira is attacking in two weeks. So here we go. Battle for Republic City. It's about to begin. Next episode. So, last three episodes, gonna be this battle for Republic City. Get your bodies ready. It's gonna be awesome. I cannot wait to go all in on that. That's going to be amazing to discuss. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. 
and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 4, Episode 11. Talk to you then.